Hi, welcome to Coffee with Crystal. I'm Dr. Crystal, your host. So we all know that to change something is to make it different from its current state, right? Well, today I would like for us to spend a little bit of time talking about change and the effect that prayer has on the changes that we look to make in our life. So as I stated, we know that to change something is to make it different from its current state. But I ask you, have you considered this definition? To make the form, nature, content, future course, etc. of something different from what it was or from what it would be if left alone. And it's that if left alone part that I would like for us to focus on. How many of you, when you're going through something, just want to be left alone? You don't want to be bothered. You know, are you longing for a change in your life? If so, are you doing something about it? Or are you asking everyone around you, including God, to simply leave you alone and let you figure it out? Before I jump into what I would like to talk about, I would like to take a moment to share with you a poem And the poem is entitled, Change Me. And it reads, Dear Lord, change not thy will in my life, or trial and sorrows to be. Renew my faith and make me strong. Change not thy will, change me. Though teardrops fall when trouble comes, like storms on a rolling sea, let thy beacon guide my ship to port. Change not the storm, change me. When thy holy word I don't understand, And thy glory I cannot see. Teach not my eyes. Give me sight and wisdom. Change not thy word. Change me. If the fruit thou hast given me to eat tastes bitter and sour, I plead. Let not my will but thine be done. Change not the fruit. Change me. If sometime I murmur and grumble, dear Lord, about the cross I carry for thee, Keep it firm on my shoulders, but hold my hand. Change not the cross, change me. If you change thy ways to please me, dear Lord, I would soon grow cold and turn from thee. That you may hear my prayers, dear Lord, change not thy ways, change me. There's a valley that I must cross, someday thy face to see. Least I forget what power is thine, change not the valley, change me. So I ask you, in your quest for change, have you considered prayer? Have you considered crying out to God? Not asking him to change the thing, but asking him to change you to help you make it through the thing. Prayer is defined as a spiritual communion with God or an object of worship, as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. So how should we pray? Some of you may ask. Well, Luke chapter 11 verses 1 through 4 tell us, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. So I'd like for us to take a closer look at this definition. It says commune, 
which is the act of sharing or an intimate communication. Are you having intimate conversations with God? Are you bearing yourself fully before the Creator? You know, are you sharing with Him your hopes, your dreams, the joys and the pains that you may be going through? Then when we look at this passage, there's the worship aspect of it. And to worship is to have or to express feelings of profound adoration. You know, what have you expressed to God lately? When you go before Him, have you taken the time to praise Him? Or do you give Him this laundry list of your wants and your desires? And next, when we look at that passage in Luke, we see supplication. You know, that's to humbly enter or to petition God. How's your humility when you approach God? Is it that of a humble heart or is it that of a heart of entitlement? Then we see the word thanksgiving, which is a grateful acknowledgement. So I ask again, are you thankful for all that God has done and will continue to do in your life? And I'm sure you are. But when was the last time you told him that you were? You know, now we see in that same verse, there's adoration or a deep love or esteem. Ask yourself, how do you really view God? You know, based on how you live your life, would your love for God be described as deep? Do your actions when you approach God reflect the thoughts and the words of someone who holds God in high esteem. Lastly, in the passage in Luke, we see that there's confession, and we know that confession is to acknowledge sin. So do you, you know, or have you been doing that? Do you freely confess your sins to God? And I know he sees it, I know that he knows it all. But consider the supplication piece, right? It takes a certain level of humility to openly confess your sins to God. How are you doing with that piece? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it tells us to not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our request to God. So let me ask you, when you pray and present your request to God, how do you feel? Are you still worried about your circumstance? If we look at that verse, we can see that we're instructed through Philippians to not be anxious about anything. There's no disclaimer, you know, that reads, do not be anxious about anything except, you know, do not be anxious about anything except our health. Do not be anxious about anything except our finances, our job. There's no exception, no disclaimer. We're further instructed to present every situation before God. Nowhere does it states that we pick and choose, you know, what other things that we feel we may be capable of handling and what things we should allow God to handle. It says in every situation, right, we have to present everything to God. So at what point do we stop praying? When do we stop relying on God? First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17 tells us to pray without ceasing. So again, when should we stop praying? Never. Without ceasing means just that. Do not cease. 
Why? Why? Because Galatians 6, 9 gives us the assurance that if we do not become weary of doing good at the proper time, not our time, but at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So my challenge to you this week, no matter what the circumstance, pray without ceasing. Wait on God and trust that he will come at the proper time. This concludes our time for today. Please tune in again next Sunday for Coffee with Crystal. And remember, God is a God of grace and each new day provides us with the opportunity to begin again. Choose God and may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you.